Welcome to the Animal Rescue Podcast, what you always wanted to know but didn't know who to ask. I'm your host, Keisha Ferrand. My guest this week is Joe Bryan with the Real Estate Pet Project. We talk about how he got started and how his group of 1,400 plus agents is helping rescue animals in a handful of countries across the world. To learn more, you can visit www.realestatepetproject.com or you can visit them on social media at Real Estate Pet Project. All right, Joe, thank you so much for joining me. Um, We, right before I hit record, we talked a little bit about how you have been listening, you're catching up on episodes, which is so exciting. That makes me feel so good that this content is resonating with people out there. Um, And so, you know, one of the reasons I started this was to have something out there for people to learn a little bit more about the rescue community, because I found I had a really hard time getting information. Like, how do you get connected with people? How do you figure out who to ask for help in what areas? So um, I'm really excited that you're listening so much. It makes me feel so good. Um, so yeah. I have to say, I've I've learned a lot. And, you know, that's one of the things that we've been pushing so much is just that there's not a lot of sharing, mm-hmm. even locally, but certainly outside of the local community. Yes. You know, um, and I think what I kind of, I guess, the reason I believe that is, you know, most philanthropic missions have some sort of oversight board, yes. right? Whether it's American Cancer Society or whatever it may be. And there just isn't that in the rescue community. Mm-mm. And so it's those ideas just don't get shared. I mean, um, we've had so many people that we've talked to from around the country that you just start realizing did you know there's certain cities that require you to have your dog spayed in order to have a rabies vaccination or a rabies? I did co- not. I'll have to look up where it is. Somebody was telling me this when we were talking. Well, you can, but you have to pay like three times as much for your rabies tag. So it ends up being cheaper to just spay or neuter your dog. even uh... for you. And so I was like, oh my God, that's genius. <laughs> that-, that is. So that's what, when we started just learning what people were doing in different areas, yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. And so, yeah, I'll give you a little, a little background of where kind of real estate pet project got started. Um, yeah. So that's our organization. My team locally, I lead spotted dog property group in St. Louis, Missouri, and we've always been based around the rescue community. So we donate our time, our money, um, resources, educational pieces, everything we can to to a rescue here, um, no time to spare. And I started going, okay, where can I, there wasn't anywhere for me to find other agents. I knew there were other agents who were involved in rescue, but I didn't know how to find them. Mm -hmm. So we started a Facebook group, called it Real Estate Pet Project. And within about seven months, it was 1400 agents from around the country. Wow. And so that's where we really started to learn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you know that there's areas of the country that need dogs? Right. That blew me away. Right. I'm in, you know, Missouri's kind of, or was at least for a long time, like the puppy mill capital, you know, mm-hmm. um, for me to hear that there's rescues that have open pens, open kennels. Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mind blowing. 
I mean, and so, yeah. So we started looking for how can we start kind of using the skills that we have as real estate agents. Yeah. Um, and really the training and things that we get and helping out the rescues from a small business standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of hit two ends. One was most rescues have a very loyal following. Mm -hmm. What they're not terribly good at is using that following to bring in funding. Yeah. In real estate, we work the opposite. We're usually very good at, ha at working with a small group to bring in a lot of money. Yeah. Then we started saying, okay, how do we... How do we track, for instance, I track every piece of business where it comes from for my team. And now I can go to a business and I can say, look, this is the money that I donate. This is what actually comes out of it. So now, even if they're not rescue people, yeah. they have a reason to start getting involved with the community. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are you guys doing with your project i mean so you have you started up and you had like 1400 agents join the facebook page what sorts of work are you doing specifically with rescues so what we're looking to do is provide the small business and social media and marketing coaching okay that the rescues don't have mm -hmm. and the benefit that we have is because i have 1400 agents that listen as well it's easy for us to get those trainers to come talk to us. Yeah. And so we've had uh, um, Jeff Fitzer, who's kind of an Instagram guru in the real estate world. Um, Tristan Amato, who's the editor of Success Magazine. Oh, wow. Um, he's one of my coaches and amazing guy. He came on just to talk about building your tribe. Yeah. And, and how to, how important it is to have your people around you. Yeah. Um, we actually just had a real estate coach just, just that just came on and spoke about purposeful positivity. Ooh. And the reason for it was I had done a particularly difficult rescue where I had pulled a dog that was tied to an overhead rafter. Oh. Um, she was sleeping on her collar. It was really bad. And I had yeah. pulled her. Um, I brought her home. I was up with her. She didn't sleep for 36 hours. So I think everybody's seen that. She was so dehydrated, so malnourished. Yeah. Um, and for the next four days, I was just mad at the world. Right. I was mad at humanity. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I've got to look to somebody that I know that knows how to flip that switch. Yeah. Because I got to go back to work. And I reached out to Matt and Matt said, you know what? We need to do a call on this. Yeah. And, and sit and talk about this because I think for the rescue community, we deal with it a lot, Right. You deal with the worst of the worst of humanity. And then you're mad at humanity as a whole, yeah. which isn't really fair to humanity, but right. it's understandable given the things you're putting up with. Right. Yeah. Um, so he came on and spoke that. And that's our goal is to provide the marketing and social media coaching through our friends. Mm -hmm. And then also that that small business coaching that's just not available without paying for it. Yeah. So what we did was we said, hey, we created a paid for group within real estate pet project that our agents pay for. Yeah. And that's what allows us to provide social media content. Um, we do, what do we do? We do three posts a day just within our group. 
that if rescues would like them, they're welcome to all of our templates, all of that kind of stuff. So we don't allow, we don't provide it all to the rest or to the real estate agents, but to the yeah. rescues. It's free. Yeah. So I think we have 500 social media pieces right now. Wow. That so now you mentioned doing calls. Are you doing like webinar sorts of things? Are you doing podcasts? What? We're doing Zoom calls. Okay. So yeah, so we do webinars. Um, we do them twice a month. Okay. One is rescue related. Uh -huh. One is real estate related. Okay. Although some of those real estate ones are open to, I mean, they're open to everybody and some of them are more small business minded. This one's yeah. on newsletters um, uh -huh. that we're doing tomorrow, which is obviously any, most rescues aren't using newsletters very well. No. They, you know, they have the same problem we do and that's that you start it and then it dies. Yeah. Because you don't keep it. And if you don't keep it going, your newsletter only grows if it's consistent. Right. And there's so much work too. Yeah. And I think if you build the template and if you get a volunteer who's a little yeah. savvy, you yeah. can do it fairly easy. I think um, yeah. I'd have to ask my, you know, I have a virtual yeah. assistant that does ours, but it takes her under an hour. Oh, wow. So once you've compiled the information, the rest is pretty easy. Yeah. So we're going to... No, it really isn't. It's a lot of it's going to be consistent information, right? A lot yeah. of it's going to be how to donate that mm -hmm. we do within our real estate um, newsletter. We do a rescue dog of the week. So from one of our rescue friends, we highlight somebody that's been there a while. We do a link to one of our, um, our real estate blogs and then a link to one of our rescue blogs yeah. within real estate pet project. Then we do um, a list of events. So a list of different pet events and rescue events that are going on. And that's really what will get people opening your, your newsletter. I If you're in, if, if you're a rescue and you're doing that, I would put other rescues events in as well, yeah. not just your own. Um, yeah. Because that's what's going to make sure it's opened every single time. Mm -hmm, for sure. You know? um, and then obviously some real estate not as much fun stuff at the end. <laughs> Although I will say one thing that I've learned. So we originally lived in Minnesota. We moved down to Alabama and even moving around to different cities in Minnesota, like real estate and animals definitely go hand in hand. Some cities, different cities have different ordinances relating to animals as far as licensing, rabies tags, vaccinations, like you said, spaying and neutering, um, and even pet limits. Oh yeah. So the connection, I don't think people totally put it together until, until they really get into it. Yeah. I think it takes the right agent, especially. So we joke about it, but my ideal client, I always say, has two or more animals. And people yeah. go, why is it two or more? And I said, because if you have a dog, you have a dog. Yeah. If you have two dogs, your life is structured around yes. your animals. It has to be a little yes. bit, right? And so there's a difference between having a dog and being a dog person. Yeah. And our clients are dog people um, or animal people in general. And it's certainly, you know, within St. Louis, there's still a certain areas that have breed bands yes. that have been around, you know. Um, understanding how homeowners insurance works can be mm -hmm. a huge one because some homeowners insurance, you know, restrict certain breeds 
Some have zero restrictions. What's interesting is there's actually a few now that if your dog has the AKC Canine Good Citizenship badge, yeah, it lowers your insurance. Interesting. So this is things people don't know, right. but that we know. And then the same with neighborhoods. Like some subdivisions will have a restrictions on how big a dog can be or condo associations. Um, there's tons of different... I do a lot of mini farms too, understanding what can be where and, yeah. what can, you know, the plants you need to look out for, what's invasive, what's poisonous. Yeah. So all those things that most agents don't think about. Right. But we teach our agents. Um, we do training with our agents within Real Estate Pet Project on just those things. Hey. That's awesome. Here's things that you need to be looking out for. Yeah. I mean, one of the bigger things on my mind right now is the breed specific legislation. I know Denver just rolled it theirs back. They're making progress. They're taking steps, but um, I forget the city in Louisiana that just enforced a breed ban on pit bulls, um, which anyone who's into animals knows that the term pit bulls, like, it's not, it's not a, the breed, right? There are so many different dogs that can fall under that just by looks alone. Um, but how, how is your group helping with stuff like that? I mean, do you guys get involved in causes? That's the long-term that? goal. That's the yeah. long-term goal is to actually be able to make an impact. I was involved with breed specific legislation here in Missouri. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, we did like a day on the hill with our rescue friends. And um, I think that's one of the big things for us is being able to use our voice. Mm -hmm. We were talking about it with insurance. And if I go to an insurance company and say, hey, I want you to change stuff or listen to me, they really don't care. Right. If I go as a representative of 1400 agents who do, yep. now at least they have to listen. They don't have to change anything, but they at least have to listen to us. Yeah. And that's one of the things we really want to work on first, because it's not political. We can't, we don't have to get in the middle of that part. Right. Uh, it's something we can change with just us making that move. Mm -hmm. The breed specific legislation piece is getting really interesting, at least in Missouri, because the opponents of it aren't really opponents of, um, of banning it, they're opponents of state having control over city. Oh. So that seems to be their argument, not that these dogs should be banned or anything like that. It's really simply that the state shouldn't be telling a city what rules it can put in place. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that, but yeah. that that's the route that the, at least in Missouri, that's the only opposition that we've really been fighting. Yeah. Um, it got through the state house right before the pandemic, and then it hasn't come back up in front of the Senate yet. So mm -hmm. we'll see when it actually does. There's only a few areas in Missouri that still have it. Um, yeah. Luckily, a lot of St. Louis and Kansas City got rid of them four or five years ago. Yeah. I mean, if Denver is any indication, there's the organization Replace Denver BSL breed specific legislation and um the amount of research that they did 
and the content, all of the actual, the numbers and the data that they compiled over years and years. I mean, anyone should be able to look at that and go, mm, I don't think that breed specific legislation is really what we need. I don't think it, it doesn't do what anyone thinks that it does. You know, I saw a stat the other day that we, cause we were, I do a lot of short form video and stuff like that. And I did one on the true dangers of having a pit bull in your house. And it's all joking stuff, right? right. It's all just funny, me, me joking right. around. And you always get the people that come out of the woodwork and, and start spouting these crazy stats. And so I started looking into some myself and one that hit me was something like 78% of dogs in shelters are misclassified by breed. Yes. How, so how does that change every bit of numbers that you see in any right. bite statistic? Right. Just by that simple one thing. Right. You know, it's, um, I think that there's been a lot of work towards it. Um, I know in Missouri, whenever we've gotten it removed from a city, the, the trade-off is you have stronger, dangerous dog laws. Meaning if your dog's bitten twice, it needs to be muzzled. Things like that, that makes sense yes. for the specific animal, yes. right? But those are always the trade-offs that we typically have to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. How do rescues or how do people get connected with you guys for the assistance that you provide with social media, with networking, with... Yeah. So follow us on um, Facebook is probably the easiest place. So we have both Real Estate Pet Project, our page, and then we also have a group called Real Estate Pet Project that everybody in the rescue community is welcome to come in. Um, we talk a little bit more in depth about what we're doing there. And we share a lot of how to help, how realtors can help rescues. Yeah. We want to put everybody, every rescue should have an agent that works with them. Because what the agents want to provide is an educational platform for their, for their clients. Mm -hmm. That's what the rescues do. Right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately there just hasn't been a lot of people helping rescues do the nitty gritty side of it. You know, right. um, when I first started working with no time to spare, I sat down with Carol, um, who's the director. And I said, what do you, What's your struggle? You know, and never is the person who started the rescue, never is their struggle. I need to take care of more animals. Mm -hmm. It's You know, it's never that they have a problem with the care side. Yeah. It's always, I need help getting more funding. I need help getting our name out. I need help with the social media piece. I need help with different fundraisers. So, you know, every three months we actually do um, just a mastermind on fundraising ideas because we're always coming up with new ones. Yeah. You know, um, I have a friend in Chicago that she does one a year and she'll raise 150 grand every time she does one. Wow. She, she gave away an Airstream trailer, Keisha. What? Yes. An Airstream trailer. Wow. That's just she just goes above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she works with a big rescue in Chicago, but still, if you could do a 10th of that for most of us, that would be huge. Yeah. You know, I know when we do events, if we raise five or $6,000, that's pretty big for, for a rural rescue in Missouri. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, um, we did one around, um, you know, giving Tuesday. Oh yeah. With, uh, with Facebook and one of our friends, they raised 50 something thousand dollars for giving Tuesday. Wow. So we said, okay, come on with us. Let's just sit down and do a debriefing. Yeah. And chat about what you did to get there. Yeah. And so that's actually, you can see, follow us on YouTube as well. Real Estate Pet Project on YouTube has all of our old videos that we've done. Um, And that one's on there. It's with Jen Smiley. And that one's really, really good because she walked through her whole plan of how they did it. They did a, uh, they basically did a post every hour the entire day of a story that people could then follow. And I have to say, we did it for, in St. Louis, we have Give STL Day. We did it for that, and we raised, I think, triple what we did last year. Sorry, somebody's mad. No, same's happening here. (laughs) Uh, They always have to jump in a little bit. (laughs) Right, right. How do you... How do you vet the people contributing to your project? Like, how do you know which people will be better for social media stuff, newsletter stuff, fundraisers? I mean, or is it just anyone volunteering to give whatever they can? It's everybody volunteering, but we make sure that we know who we're working with. From the coaching side, it's usually one of our coaches. Okay. So we're going to coaches that we personally use. Okay. For social media, for marketing. Yeah. And that's who we're saying, hey, can you guys come on? Can you come teach a class with us? Can you do this to help the rescue community? And yeah. almost all of them say, let me know when and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, you know, the benefit so that everybody's clear, the benefit to them is they get in front of 1400 agents. Yeah. So they might get more co- coaching clients out of it. Yeah. You know, that, that's the, the benefit to those coaches. And most of them are at least animal people, right? Because we all kind of attract who we who we are, right? So right. I think every one of my coaches at least has, I think everyone has two dogs. Um, but yeah, we're, <laughs> we're always looking for the best of the best. That's how we ended up with Chris, um, Chris Cash in Chicago is we were talking about fundraising and she said, oh, my last one, we gave away the Airstream. and went, gave away what? Yeah. And here's how. And so we got together and we did a video just on how she did that. Um, Then she gave away a bourbon collection. Now they're doing trips. Nice. Um, And that everyone she does, she'll raise $100,000 at least. I mean, that's a, that's a huge chunk. That's our operating budget for, for no time to spare for the year, you know? Um, And the same thing with, you know, from the marketing side, that's kind of my specialty. And then I go to the guys that I learned from and say, hey, come help us out. Yeah. Walk us through this stuff. Um, And then as far as social media content, that's the stuff that we're doing and creating ourselves. So it's all the pieces we're using, how to, you know, keep your dog out of a hot car, all of just the little informational things that need to go out Mm -hmm. that the rescues just don't have the manpower to sit there and create. Yeah. three, four, five posts a day. Right. If they can simply take our template, change the color and send it out, more power to them. Right. So all of this is free for rescue organizations to access. And they Correct. can, and your Facebook, YouTube, all of that is public. 
everything's public. The the group is private, but if okay. you if you put who you are and it asks you what rescue you're involved with, yeah, then we let you in. Do you um, have to be affiliated with a rescue? At this point, we ask. I don't okay. know that we kick anybody out for not being. Um, yeah. Because really what that group is for is to connect agents with rescues. Yeah. Right. We, we want to be able to say, um, we have a lot of rescues that reach out and say, I need help in this area. I need, um, I actually had one they, that just reached out that said, I have a dog that's been with us for 586 days. Mm -hmm. Can you just make us a video? Yeah. Yeah. We can put our team together and make a short form video that you can share out and let's see what we can yeah. do. And actually anybody who's listening, if you are doing short form, whether it's Facebook reels or TikTok, one of the things that we found does really, really well is the number of days in rescue as your first picture. So the very first thing that pops up, will have 388 days in rescue. And yeah. those, I almost doubled what we were getting view wise. Wow. So that's one to think about. Mm -hmm. um, and then being able to, you know, we do a lot of video that then we are able to collaborate with the rescues. So okay. teaching that part to them as well. Okay. Where are your agents just located in the United States? Are like North America? I think we have, I think we have five different countries right now. Oh, I know we have goodness. England. I know we have Canada. I know we have Mexico. I know we have Puerto Rico or uh uh not Puerto Rico uh the, the, the Dominican Republic and then we have one more. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, it's it's all people who have kind of that same same mission, yeah. you know? And and some of it's teaching agents how they can help too. A lot of them want to help and just don't know. They're mm -hmm. afraid to ask, they're afraid to, you know, they're they're afraid to look like they're doing it for business right you know and you know that's one of our big things is in order to be on our team you have to be a rescue person who sells houses yeah or you have to how do we how does chris say it she says you have to sell houses so you can rescue not rescue so you can sell houses yeah does that make sense yes absolutely it's it's all people I know when I add to my team locally, the big thing for me is I don't hire agents and teach them to be involved in the rescue world anymore. Yeah. Um, I hire rescue people and teach mm -hmm. them to be agents. Yeah. So oh, I love that. It's following that passion and, and knowing what the why is. Um, one of the things that they really hit, hit us with when we're in real estate is finding your big why. Mm -hmm. like, why do you do this outside of just selling houses to make money? Yeah. And most agents, it's always, I want to make a changes in my life. I want to make changes for my family. And what's funny is that that wasn't big enough for me. Mm -hmm. It did. I know that sounds horrible and my wife will hear this and laugh, but um, <laughs> if for the family wasn't big enough, as yeah. soon as we put it around what we could really do to help the rescue world, now it became bigger than us. You know, um, there, there's a really good book. I don't know if you've ever read the Simon Sinek books. Um Start with why. Start with why is the first one. I forget what the second one is. Um, but one is about finding your big why, and the other is about finding your your just cause, which is that thing that's always out of reach. Yeah. And so, um, 
those are good books for anybody in the rescue world to to read because it helps you kind of clarify and it helps you in those days when it, we all have days we want to quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some days just get a little tough for sure. And, and when it's your every day, it gets hard, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't think the, the public gets that part. No. It amazes me that I still have clients that call me and say, I found a dog for you to take into rescue. I go, <gasps> no, I'm, I want to go the other way. <laughs> I'm not trying to bring them in. I'm trying to <laughs> find them places to go. Um, but that, that just shows how little the public understands of what the problem is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think getting that message out is what rescues need to do and uh -huh. what they struggle being able to do. Yeah. Do you have a list so you know obviously people move mm -hmm. every day people move across the country every day is there a list of realtors or real estate agents but I don't know if there's a correct term <laughs> it, it works both ways almost okay. every agent's a realtor realtor okay. is our association so to speak but okay uh, yeah okay so is there a list like do you guys maintain a membership list so that anyone like me, if I wanted to, if I was going to move to a different state or a different country, I could just pull up someone in that area who's affiliated with, you know, rescue work and help kind of support their stuff. Is there anything like that? Absolutely. So if you go to our website, okay. you can actually just click on um, find an agent. Yeah. And then it's got a map of the whole U.S., you can click, and if if it's an area that we don't have a paid member, we still usually have agents everywhere. Okay. It's fourteen hundred us. But what right. we like to do in those situations is we want to personally vet them before we send you to anybody. So you simply fill out your information, and yeah. one of us will get in touch with you, and then make sure we get you to the right. Because it's not every agent. You know, if you're moving to South Florida. If you're buying a condo, it's very different than if you're inland. Yeah. So it's more wanting to find the right agent than just an agent. Right. And so we want to take the time to personally vet who you're going to and make sure that you're even in St. Louis. If you're yeah. moving into the city, that's very different than if you're moving. I Like I said, I do a lot of mini farms and things like that. So if you were moving here and doing mini farms, I wouldn't want you going to a city agent. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So... So if you fill it out on our site, one of us will reach out to you and go over what your needs are. And then we personally reach out and find you the right agent. Awesome. So just taking it a step further. Yeah. Joe, is there anything about the Rescue Pet Project and the work that you guys are doing that I haven't, or we haven't talked about yet? I think we've covered most of it. Okay. Um, I think the big thing for us is that you know, we're always looking for where the void is yeah. for, for the rescue world. So if there's something that's needed, that's missing, mm -hmm. that you're struggling with, reach out to us. It's info at realestatepetproject.com is, is my email address. Um, and we'll try to find the resources for you guys. The, yeah. the biggest problem is that there isn't a spot for those resources within the rescue. Yeah. It's just not. Come yeah. on, dude. 
it wouldn't be an animal podcast without them. <laughs> I have a Pyrenees Pitbull mix. So he's like 120 pounds yeah. of big happy. So yes. Um, yes. he's happy that a neighbor came home. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and I do need to correct myself. I said the rescue pet project, the real estate rescue Real estate pet project. Real estate pet project. Oh my gosh. It's the end of the day. I understand. And it's Monday. <laughs> Real estate pet project. You got it. Okay. Real estate pet project. Awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it so much. And I hope that everyone goes to your website to find their new realtor. And I will have all those links and everything in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. And again, keep doing what you're doing because it gives me stuff to listen to. I absolutely love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Keisha. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have ideas for future guests, please email me at theanimalrescuepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com or follow me at the animal rescue pod on Instagram.